How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That's why I'm a fucking bitch sometimes. Why is Harry Styles in the Eternals? Can somebody get him and sit him down somewhere? The strike better be over. You better come correct. Justin Bieber set off the Richter scale in Norway. Like, the girls were running. They were so, it was a stampede. Hey. Hey, everybody. Hey, y'all. We are back. Welcome to another episode of Fangirl Central. We're being a fangirl is central to our identity. Yeah. Did I say it right? Yes. I think that's the first time I've said it right. Thank you all for returning if you're returning, and welcome if this is the first time listening. My name is Amber. And my name is Amanda, and we are sisters. Um, yes. A lot of people don't realize that. Um, even though we have the same initials and same last name and same parents. And yeah. Um, but so that covers it. <coughs> this episode. Well, why don't we just get into it? Because so many things have happened this week. Okay. Miley Cyrus. <sighs> so, okay. Can I say something? We, we, we postponed recording this three times just because things were busy. And so we've had this on our hearts since. The drop day, which was since thir- Thursday, Thursday. Night. like literally Miley Cyrus used to be young. <clears throat> I think I've only listened to the song once without crying and I've maybe listened to it over 15 times. I let me tell you how I listened to this song. I went home. I was about to go to sleep on Thursday night and then I was like, "Uh oh, I used to be young is out right now as we speak. And so I pulled out my iPad, watched the music video three times in a row. And then I was about to go to sleep and I said, I'm going to watch it three more times in a row. And then the next morning (coughs) when I went to work, I listened to it in the car three times in a row. And then I listened to my podcast. And then to wrap up my drive, I listened to it again another three times in a row. And there's sort of 
a pattern here, but I cannot listen to that song once. I can I, I have to listen to it at least three times in one sitting because I love it so much. It's so good. It's so beautiful. It she also like it I, really ha- makes me think. She it's just beautiful. She I feel okay. Ugh. I have too much to say. Look at I our think, shirts. I think we're both wearing Miley shirts. I'm wearing a shirt from her Plastic Hearts era. And I'm wearing the shirt that we got at the Miley meets Hannah tour. That's the, the, the best, best of both, both worlds, worlds tour. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a child size. What's, what does and the tag say? It says youth. It just looks like a crop top because of my boobs. It says youth medium. And I have a youth large because I was we were two youths. years older than her. But- I need to say this okay. because I think that people don't understand that Miley has a long history of like being self-reflexive of her own career. Mm-hmm. And she started doing it when she was very, very young. Mm-hmm. Like her first <laughs> single as Miley Cyrus on meet Miley Cyrus was start all over. And it was like, I'm going to start all <clears throat> over. Like Absolutely. you're meeting me as Miley Cyrus. You're not meeting Hannah Montana yet. She's always been self-reflective. And then I was, sh- I shuffled all of her music. Sometimes I just go on Miley. I go on Apple music. Yes. I use Apple music. I go on my Apple music and I, I type in Miley Cyrus, your library. And I say shuffle all. And that's what I did on the drive home. And, sh- and what came up was number one, golden G string, which I is like that on one. plastic hearts. And it's a, it, it's a, the same subject as I used so to be good. young. It was, it's just like, you know, like, uh, that you dare to call me crazy. Have you looked around this place? I should walk away. But uh, I think I'll stay. I was going to do the other. Part. Yeah. You were the, yes. the bridge version, but, but like, wait. it's the same thing. It's like, you dare to call me crazy. Yeah. And then also, the other one, Younger Now, which mm. is on her that titled album, Younger Now. I feel so much younger now. Yeah. Like, and I think even, she's always doing it. And, and yeah, definitely, 100%. And also, I slide away. That that's, was reflective. That's not really self-reflective. That's a relationship reflective, but that still counts. I like, think I, it, it's I think really it does nice. Still count because she's talking about, I'm not the same person I used to be. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the whole point of that song. Now, I have a question. Did you ever read her book when she was a baby? When she was, like, tiny? Like, her bro- book with the purple cover? I don't know what it was called. Wasn't it a purple I cover? must have. but I, I never read know, it, but I, I kind of want to read it now. I don't kind of like... I don't really like those books because you can tell that they're not written by them. You know? Oh, you like, think? Because I read Zac Efron's, and then I read, like... Zac Efron got a book? It was, like, a magazine special. It was, like... A ma- it w- looked like a magazine. No, but, like, that doesn't count. It was a full book, though. Like, it was, like, full of of writing what it was like just paper magazine paper but like the one direction books like they didn't write that shit like somebody wrote somebody interviewed them or like recorded them talking and then wrote it down but like that's still good to me i know but it's just kind of like it doesn't feel it doesn't sound like them to me it okay sound like yeah authentic voice to me when they're that little when they're like teenagers i don't know what you're really talking about but i hear you but because like One Direction books. Well, no, but listen, listen, listen. The reason I don't know what you're talking about is because I know that it's like not, it doesn't really sound like them, but then to an extent it does because I do think it is someone who's transcribed what they've said. Right, but it's it probably in a little bit more, like a little bit more eloquent than they yeah. would say it. Like they yeah. can't string sentences together in the way that the book would have you think. I still want to read it. Like also because when I read the One Direction one, ugh, I hate how we always get to them. We were not even fucking talking about them. Let's, let's, let's table them. Okay. Can I say this though? Yeah. 
when I was reading the One Direction one, I was I was actively learning things about them. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's still worth it for sure. Like you're you're learning. Yeah, you're learning those fun facts. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I was reading the the Zac Efron one. It was to learn fun facts about. Yeah, him. or not but, even fun facts, fundamental facts. I but that's when I saw him write shit in an interview. <laughs> he said bullshit, and I said. <laughs> Zach Efron says the word shit or like he was writing it. So I was like, oh my God, it's so from his curses. own mouth. He curses and I closed it. And I was so sad that day. I was like 11. I remember it. I was in my room. That's really bummy. On the floor. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, I can't even tell Amber this. And then I, and I did tell you. You did, you did after we watched Hairspray and I said, he said, kiss my right. ass. Right. But it's right. in the, it's in the movie. Like, and I want to say that was the first comment I had when we walked out of Hairspray. Hey, that movie is about civil rights and body positivity. And the first thing that I said when we left the theater as an seven-year-old, an eight-year-old, I don't even know how old I was. It was 2007. Nine? You were nine. I said, <laughs> he said, kiss my ass, but it was in the movie. So I really don't think it counts. That's did the first thing the I word? said. Though, though, did you say ass? No, I, sh- I couldn't have. ASS. I, I must have said he said that. He cursed, but it was in the movie. I must have not, like, not, I couldn't have said that word. I felt like a mini parent to you sometimes in those moments because I was, like, always trying to make excuses. I was like, it's okay. I know that he curses, but we can still love him. <laughs> that's it's right. It's all right. You said it. Yeah, that's what you said. Like, you were you were saying it was all right to me, but it was also you were also saying it to yourself. Kind of yes. like, oh, no, kind of like my neighbor Totoro. Oh yeah, our dynamic is is so much like the sisters in My Neighbor Totoro. I'm gonna lose Amber, my mind. I cry in that movie every time. But Amber had just oh. wait, we didn't even talk about you seeing My Neighbor Totoro for the first time. Have we, we not discussed that? Because My Neighbor Totoro is one of the best movies in the world. It's so Hayao Miyazaki is one is is my favorite director. He is my favorite director. Wow. And My Neighbor Totoro. Step aside, whenever, Tim Burton. Whenever I say. Tim Burton hasn't been my favorite director for a in while. a while. I know. I just thought it was funny. But whenever I say like, Amber, you should watch Miyazaki movies. I always start with my neighbor Totoro. And I always am like, I, I think it's an excellent movie. And some people are like, that's for, it's a kid's movie. It's cute. People will say it's cute, but I'm like, it's devastatingly it's beautiful. Devastatingly it's, beautiful. It's devastatingly like it's grounded in reality. It's about a sisterhood. It's about family. It's about their dad, like, like letting them have their own imagination and believing them when they say that they found some Totoros in the woods and believing them when they're like trying to raise a garden up and like really just like breathing life into their creativity, much like our own father. I'm going to lose my mind. And and the little sister is like so upset that she can't do everything. The older sister's doing. She's so frowny. The older sister is so upset when she loses her. She loses her mind she's like oh my god where's may i cannot cry right Stop, now I'm amanda oh my god no honestly it's it is such our dynamic and they get on that cat they get on that cat bus the cat and they bus. want they go it's she goes take me to may oh somebody sedate me no amanda honestly and also she says something she says something to the child she's like you can't do that because you you you, 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 you gotta grow up but she's saying it to herself right and the, the baby girl yes and it's like as an older sister, you really had to um, self-console. Right, because I was like, look, I also this happened to me a couple years ago, and this is what you have to do to deal with it. Like, we can't be, it's like, e- either like, we can't be acting like that now, or like, <laughs> or like, don't worry, like, you just do this and this and this, and I had to figure it out, and so like, this is what you can do. Yeah, which is so crazy. But, wow, Ugh, okay. I almost wore my Toto earrings today, but I didn't. Um, I almost wore my Alice in Wonderland, but oh, I didn't. I fucking love my neighbor Totoro. Anyway, uh, 
uh, oh, this is what I wanted to say about I used to be young. Okay. So when we're listening to it, she's like, I used to be crazy. Like you say, I used to be wild. I say I used to be young. And like, I didn't, because of our Christian repression, which mm-hmm. we're going to keep ta- bringing up. I didn't have like, I wouldn't say that I've had like such a wild youth. Like I did not party in high school. I didn't like smoke weed in college. Like I didn't do psychedelics until after college. I didn't get into weed until my senior year of college. Like I part, I like partied with alcohol in college, but I like never got blackout drunk. Like I'm not really a crazy partier, even though I love to party. Like I feel like I'm ramping up into like my partying era safely because Mm -hmm. I've never been somebody that wants to like completely lose control over my bodily functions, but I do love to dance and go out and stuff. So I don't, don't, I didn't have the same youth as Miley did in terms of like partying. But when I sing that, when I sing, you say I used to be wild. I say I used to be young. I feel that in my bones, in the center of my body about fangirling where I'm like, Oh, like, I know I used to be crazy. Uh, uh, messed up, but God, was it fun. It, I know I used to be wild. That's because I used to be young. Okay? Ripping and running through the goddamn streets. I know I used to be crazy. That's because I used to be young. Okay? Okay? J- who else? Who hasn't? Who among us? Who, who among us has not slept on the concrete for five seconds of summer? Who, who among us? Who 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 was camped out for ten for ten days? Two days? I'm sure there's some of you who camped who out for ten days. Who camped out for ten days? We haven't done that. No, we haven't done that. But but who has camped out for twenty four plus, plus hours, hours to get into the Marvel booth to get into the Marvel panel at Comic Con? Who has gotten whiplash? At a Five Seconds of Summer concert Who has on accident. Five, three members of Five Seconds of Summer down the streets of Nashville, like literal lunatics. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it looked like the opening of the Jonas Brothers 3D concert. It literally, well, I thought that I would never like, have that, that was, experience in my life. That was the because experience. Because the opening of the Jonas Brothers concert is fake. It's fake. It's staged. I was like, this doesn't happen, does it? And it do. It does. Definitely for One Direction. And I, did. It did for Justin Bieber. And we did it for Five Seconds of Summer. I'm going to say something about Justin Bieber. Before they were famous here. Before they were famous here. I'm going to say something about Justin Bieber and his power because I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but I say it a lot. On the private episode. You know what I'm about to say? Yeah. Justin Bieber set off the Richter scale in Norway. Like the girls were running. There were so, it was a stampede. It was a stampede of girls skipping school. Mm-hmm. running through the streets of Norway for Justin Bieber shaking the ground so much that it set off the Richter scale like an earthquake Do y'all understand? for Justin Bieber when he was 15 now let that sink in now let that sink in okay for the, a 15 year old Canadian boy the with the voice scale. of an angel like they shook the core of the earth, like the crust. They were they made there like- were so many bodies running to find Justin Bieber that it set off the Richter scale. And if that's not crazy, then I don't know what is. Okay, like I Does I, he know? I, 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 like that type of passion is like needs to be bottled up, I feel like, in a potion, like an Yzma potion from Emperor's New Groove, because I would like to take that potion to feel that euphoria when I'm down. Like, I 
And you do, here's the thing is that you can pull that feeling and you don't have to let it affect people. Like you don't have to stalk your favorite celebrity. You don't have to like wait outside their hotel room. Like you can get that feeling from being at their concert or like listening to their music. And some, and like, I really do. Like, I really do. I do like when I now, yes. turn on, cause y'all, I know I haven't talked about our flag means death as much as I've talked about good omens on this podcast, but it's only because we didn't have the podcast during 2022 when it was out. Cause I watched our flag means death. Like it would like be, I would come I mean, It was like, about as crazy as good omens with our like, main flag. Like SD would come home and I would be like, I watched all of our flag means death again today. Like the whole season. Mm. And that happened about who I lost count. I was like, yeah, I've watched it eight times. Hell yeah. I've watched it 20 times. Now I've lost count. I don't know how many times I've seen season one of Our Flag Means Death, and it, but it brings me so much joy when I turn it on. Like, I literally, like, it's the same thing I get when I watch David Tennant episodes of Doctor Who. Like, I'm like, this is home. Mm-hmm. This is joy. <clears throat> That's kind of how I feel about Degrassi. Ugh, like, I just, just know what's going on. I know every corner. It's and every euphoria and not the show. Like that, so, th- so that is what I, I, how I identify with Miley's song. Like I will be shouting at the top of my lungs and it kind of like makes sense because she's talking about 2013 when she did the, we can't stop performance mm. on the VMAs and 2013, and 2013 was, was the, the day we didn't meet one direction. That is the day, this date that the short was set. Well, 2013 was it, a wild year. What was that sound? Did you hear that? I heard that sound. I, th- I thought. You were going to address it and then you moved right on past it. But, it's okay. <laughs> but then you start talking. And I was like, oh, 20, she heard it too. But 2013 was also our first Comic Con. Like, it's like. 2013 yeah, ramped reflect, it up. We can reflect back on the last 10 years in the same way that Miley has the same timeline and for Miley. Like, I, I was that crazy for Miley. Yeah. When I was like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So. I, I want to say, I want to say the same thing. I just want to go back to Justin because a man and I watched. And Tiana, Amanda, Tiana, and I watched the Never Say Never music video with Woo! baby Justin, baby Jaden. Jaden, so cute. Tiny little Jaden. Tiny. He's so tiny. And then directly after we watched grown Justin, grown Jaden. And grown Jaden, so hot. Help, y'all. Performing Never Say Never Live Help, from like y'all. 2021. So we, it, it was two years ago, but it's recent enough. It was, it was an insane. Now, the I want to say. Kid was a moment. If Justin Bieber. <clears throat> if Justin Bieber does an Eras tour, I will camp outside for 10 days. I said to Amber. I will. I said to Amber, if Justin Bieber do, like headlines Coachella. Or like does an heiress tour, whatever, and he brings out Jaden Smith. If we are able to see Justin Bieber perform Never Say Never and he brings out Jaden Smith, this is me. And for the viewers at home, you you gotta just go on the YouTube. This is me. That's her that's her jumping into the already dug grave. I just did a, a plank and then fell to the ground. So that would so and here's the thing. It's like, these feelings are glorious to have. I love having these feelings. We were screaming, never say never at the top of our lungs. We were screaming Jaden Smith's verse at the top of our lungs. And I, I ran back and forth, for back it. and forth, back and forth through my home hallway, which is very short. She ran just back. at the idea of yeah. Justin Bieber and Jaden performing that in front of me at this day. And me and Tiana just sort of kept going. They just kept on. They really didn't even notice. And I said, we are the only two people that wouldn't notice that she's been doing that for the last 10 minutes. I don't know how many laughs I did. It must have been 15. But literally, like, 
I know I used to no. be crazy. That's because I used to be young. Okay. And, and you know what? That's on period. And you know what? We still are. Right. Like I We're lo- still I, young. I love how We're it can come still out. Still a little crazy. I love how it can come out. We just grown. I just like Justin Bieber during the 2010s was <laughs> iconic. Like he it was just like hit after hit after hit after hit after hit after hit from the beginning of his career to like I would say 2016-ish. I don't know what he's doing actually his, now. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what him. he's doing. I hope he's doing okay. I hope he is doing well. I don't know what he's up to, but his his songs and his music videos, the way that he can dance and his also voice and his cute face. Like he has an adorable face. And if you go back and look at like really early Justin Bieber interviews, he is the most adorable innocent looking thing in the world like he has all these manners he's just a child he's really he's so goofy he's just a <laughs> he's just a little goof and i know like the, I, he, the, he, the people in the industry like kind of like adopted him as a little brother and i just i just am so sad for how how his life was a, a yeah. little derailed because of the fame because i know he I can't would, go nowhere I would, you can tell like which kids like get along with adults and they're going to be really interesting mm-hmm. adults. And like, they, they have a lot to say. And yeah. that's how I feel Justin Bieber was like, he was just a kid that like had a lot to say and like people liked him. And he was just like good at singing. <laughs> he really good at singing, really good at singing his voice. He has the voice of an angel. He, he has the voice. He of an really angel. can sing and so well. He has well. the face of an angel too, because he does. Still, he's beautiful. And his voice still sounds the same. Like I don't, I it doesn't sound like he smokes. I feel like if he smokes a lot, like you would be able to hear it. I hope he is okay. I hope he is okay forever. I, I love him to okay death. Too. I hope he's okay too. I just, I, well, I want to listen to his voice for the rest of my life. I need to play my role 2.0 today. It's such a good album. You know, my favorite album is, uh, is Believe the one with Believe. all- no, not believe. Believe as with Maria, Maria and Beauty and the Beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, believe is my favorite Justin Bieber album. Because like as when, long when, as when you that love came out, as long as you love me, Beauty and the Beat, like boyfriend. all around the world, <clears throat> um, boyfriend, which I hated when it first came out. And all around the world had me. to had to grow on me. All around the world, um, you're imperfectly perfect. That's ludicrous. I'm gonna be ludicrous for Halloween. I think I'm gonna say it on the podcast so that I have to do it now. And I would love to be Justin Bieber at okay, the same time if I'm, you're gonna do that. Well, we're okay. That's fine. I, I, I Capri Capri's trying to figure out how to dress as Nicki Minaj. Oh my god! So so that we can oh do my, my chick bad. Oh my god! And then and then we can go do baby. Right, 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 right. And we can just travel um, as a pack. I know that we, I briefly mentioned our flag means death. The season two first look photos came out and it was the first thing I saw when I opened my eyes. That's not an exaggeration because I get on my phone as soon as I wake up. It's not <laughs> healthy, but it was the very first thing I saw when I opened my eyes. When was that? Like two days? I don't even know. And I screamed and I was like, there's no trailer. It's confirmed that it's coming out in October. We're still on it having writer strike and actor strike. So don't nobody can talk about it. I'm literally like, 
get it together. Get it together because I need a good omen season three renewal and I need a date for our flag means death and I need the actors to weigh in what they think because I want to hear from them. I want to hear from Vico. I want to hear from Samba. I want to hear from Reese. Taika barely talks about it, but if he has something to say, then I will listen to it. I want to hear David Jenkins talk about it. Yeah. I want to hear what they all have to say about this new season and they better be, the strike better be over. You better come correct. Now listen, it's a cold and quiet world without the creatives. Give oh, them what they that. deserve. Say that. Pay them bitches. Please. It's a cold and quiet world without the creatives. Please, please. Anyway. Anyways, I don't want to talk too much about this next topic, but I do want to say, because of certain members' political views, I do want to say I did start watching Big Time Rush season one um, last week. And Again, I, you rewatch. She's not, she's seen it. I've seen it. I just haven't. I, it's on Netflix, I think. It's on um, Paramount Plus, isn't it? You know what? I don't know, but fuck both of those places. Sorry. Can I take <laughs> Yeah, No, yeah. Can we say that? Oh, yes. Fuck the streaming services. Okay. If, unless. Unless. Okay. Okay. I was watching Big Time Rush and crying a lot in the first episode because it's really adorable. They're just friends. There's just some cute little boys from Minnesota yeah. who go out and it's like the most pure little storyline. And I was like watching it and I was like, this is a show made for kids. This is a kid's show. Yeah. This is a wholesome kid's show with kids' jokes. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about in comparison to Dan Schneider's shit. Yeah. Because that shit is gross watching in the eyes of an adult. Haunting. It is haunting to go back and watch those episodes of what any of the creations, all that, Zoe 101, iCarly. Drake and Josh, The Amanda Drake Show. Drake and Josh, The Amanda Show. They're they're scary, victorious. Like they're it's I, it's, I, I gross. Think it's unsettling, and I think that Sam and Cat is unwatchable. I really haven't seen, but I would believe I mean, I that. I think all of them are unwatchable, but Sam and Cat for sure, like for definite. I'm really like I'm I, I I'm confused on how why why he was at the studio long enough to make Henry Danger because that oh. that was pretty late in life. Yeah, and so I'm just like, why do we give him another trash? Obviously, we know why. Um. Well, it, it's just like we and we grew up with these shows, okay? Like we loved them when we were growing up, but it's just hard to go back and rewatch them because we didn't like know any context. Yeah, and no, the context and like the truth behind all of the allegations and the jokes, like the jokes are, are gross. Creepy. The jokes are very, very creepy on all those shows. They're they're unsettling. They're in the eyes of like the kids are hypersexualized a yeah. lot, which like I know whatever y a lot of people like make out and are horny in high school and whatever, but like. You can't really require that of children when that's their job. Like, it's yeah. just like, it's gross. It's gross. Big Time Rush seems like a, I hope, I don't know what happened on the set, but I, it, it seems like there was more reins in studio. It just seems like it's more for kids. Like, it's literally yeah. like. The jokes are so The jokes stupid. are so funny. And it's like SpongeBob <laughs> where, like, the, the jokes are like funny for kids but if you're a parent and you understand a little bit more you laugh more yeah because it's literally straight up satire of the the music industry yeah it's like the like it's the like it's like that 
place by the Grove where everybody moves for pilot season. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like Naked Brothers Band too, in the way that it's like a it's literally a satire of famous Naked Brothers people. Band is a piece of art. It's such a piece of art. Now Naked Brothers Band is a now, good Naked ass. Naked Brothers watch. Band is that a shit piece is hilarious. Of art. And people think I'm joking when I'm saying this, and I know that you might be laughing. Ha ha ha! That but shit is hilarious. That shit is like performance art, like. It is so funny. It's Go back and watch funny. it. It is so satirical. It's high. Do satire. yourself a favor and watch the Country Fair they, episode. Oh, please. Go watch the Country episode and then go watch um Fishing for Love. The Country I'm, fishing I'm for love. thinking about the County Fair episode and I'm like that might have been another queer awakening. When Alex when did Alex drag. Was, when Alex did drag and I was like <laughs> still heavily attracted to him. <laughs> I was like, it don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. He nine, I'm nine. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's beautiful. He's so pretty. Like he was so pretty as a girl, and also like no one questioned it. That's also the yeah. Thing. Like, like he was really like out there, women's doing rights drag. <laughs> up on the stage. Well, same thing with Cody. I thought Cody was beautiful as a girl. Me Zach too. And, and then you can tell that they didn't wipe off the eyeliner enough in the last scene, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Boys and eyeliner are a thing. But he like, he kind of looked good. He kind of looked pretty as hell. What was his name as a girl? Tyresha, because it was a black child. Oh my God. He took the spot of a black girl's <laughs> because she stormed out. She said, I want to go to science camp. And then stormed out. Oh my God. Tyresha. <laughs> I can't believe that. Long what were they thinking? Okay, this little white blonde girl's name, Tyresha, sure. And everyone There is just- a transphobic joke in that episode when... um. When at the end of the scene, at the end of the scene, should I say? It? Yeah. At the end of this, at the end of the episode, when Cody, you know, snatches the wig off Zach, mm-hmm. the mom is like, "Zach, why are you wearing a dress?" And he goes, "We did it so that we could win money to buy bikes." And she goes, "Oh, thank God!" Like oh, it's like right, 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 right. Like right, it's right. good that he's not wanting. He's not yeah. cross dressing. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, I'm like. It, I feel it, like when yeah. I saw that for the first time, I was like, what? Why? Thank God. I yeah, didn't get I it. It went. I don't, I don't think I got it either. But then I went back and I was like, oh, she's saying thank God because she don't want her child to be queer. Trans or like cross-dresser. Right. And like, okay. Okay. All right. Carrie. Carrie. When you cut your hair cut, you a lesbian, Carrie. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh, but okay. yes. No, um, literally, like the mid two thousands, like they they were fucked up. Like they they were fucked up in the way, like in the way of like Dan Schneider, in the way of these transphobic jokes on kids shows. Like I, but what was it there? Why were there? There was a trend of like like little boy characters dressing as girls on Naked Brothers Band, Zach and Cody. I feel like there's like one more, oh, right around the same time. And I was like, okay, okay, like <laughs> it's cool. Like I was just like. But I was like, it's kind of like interesting that it's happening so much. Or maybe it was like Victoria Justice dressing as a boy on Zoe 101. And then she's the man. Oh, that was another one. Yeah, I thought she was That hot. was another I she one. Was hot. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, 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 sorry, maybe unpopular opinion, but I thought Victoria Justice was the hottest person on Zoe I always thought that too. I thought Nicole like, I was thought, really pretty too. I thought it was Victoria Justice's character because she was like mean. Like she was a bitch to them at first. She was kooky. And Dana. And I, and, and I was like, Dana's really attracted was cute, to Dana. But, she, but also she was Logan. Too mean. I was so attracted to all the mean people, guys. What's wrong with me? 
Mean is never cute. It makes me really sad. Mean is was always cute. To you me. can't be stank. No, I know. I, I know. Was obsessed I'm attracted. With Logan. I, I know. Same. Like obviously, same. I was attracted to all the mean characters. I'm just okay, saying okay. it now. No, yeah. In real life, if you mean, you stank. You can't be stank. You can't be genuinely mean. Like you can be a bitch. Like I'm a bitch sometimes, but like I'm not being mean. Sometimes yeah. I'm being mean, but like you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a balance. Act. It's a balance. Like I like a little bitchiness because it gets you through life a little bit, especially as a black, like female presenting person mm -hmm. like people do not take me seriously unless I'm being a bitch, which then they're just like, oh, you're an angry black woman. But I'm like, better than angry black woman than you thinking I'm fucking stupid. Why wouldn't I be angry as a black woman? Like, I'm just like, who do you think I am? I'm literally like one of the smartest people I know. Yeah. So I know what I'm talking about. And I, and I just, it, it pisses me off when people like assume that I don't know what I'm talking about because I'm not a man. Like, I and, and I know, and I, and, and, and like, I don't like ranting about like sexism and patriarchy and like fuck the patriarchy. Like I'm like, we're so past that. But sometimes I'm like, this is why I'm a bitch. Do you know it? Right. This is why I'm a fucking bitch sometimes. Okay. <laughs> I also, no, I just don't like, don't, don't, don't explain shit to me that I did not ask for. Do not right. talk to me unless spoken to. Who are you mansplaining like, to? Like I don't need to know didn't ask maybe i already knew also mansplaining is genderless i've had women mansplain to me no yes i hate because it they're like adopting like what men do and yeah I'm like shut the fuck right shut the fuck like up. what are you talking about Who are you talking i didn't to? ask that question and i already knew that answer exactly. anyways moving on anyways i want to think of the other the thing are you do you think it was lola what do you mean? Do, I do you think, think it was you, Lola? you think Lola was the third person? May, maybe, but I feel like there was another like little boy that dressed as a girl. I know. If y'all don't know what we're talking about with, with Naked Brothers Band, literally look up County Fair. It's such it's a, good, a episode. good episode. It's literally the funniest episode. It's hilarious. I I just genuinely don't think that Naked Brothers Band actually gets credit. People are like, oh yeah, like I used to I'm pretty watch sure that show, and like, is it Nat or Alex? Like, I'm pretty just sure. Watch the show; it's like pretty good. I think it was N Ned's classified school survival guide because I'm now picturing Devin Warkheiser as a woman, as a little girl. I think he was wearing lipstick on that show, in an episode. But I can't remember the premise. But I know that he was. Yeah, I can't remember that show very well. I'll say, I did think it was funny, but I also <laughs> thought it was gross sometimes. It was gross sometimes. Um, the, the gross school lunches. I really yeah, hated that. Lunches, I couldn't look at it. I was like, why I is it, look at it moving off the plate? Ah, I couldn't look and at it. And why did you guys do that? Why did you show it to me? Um, but that's a Raven with Loki kind of gross too sometimes. That cheese. That cheese and the duck. Why do we have her up there eating that cheese? Eat Wait, you know what? Oh my God, why did they do that? The scene um from That's Raven just came up on my reels where where she goes, wake up Corey and bring him down for school. And then she does it and she oh, goes, yeah. she goes, Corey, <laughs> time to get up for school or something. He's like screaming and he's like, mama. She goes, mama, try to relax. <laughs> and I'm like, this whole, that family is our, <laughs> that family. Is our family. That was really insane. That mama's trying to mama's relax. Mama's trying to relax. Like, and she's like literally rubbing her temple. She's like, oh, okay. And then also I love the episode where the mom, oh. the mom and her meet Moesha. 
Yes, that or is like literally chase her down. That is that is shit. Okay, the way that That's Raven shit. didn't tell her mom that she wanted to meet my Maisha, that was so on Raven. Yeah, that yeah. was so on Raven. That was so Raven because her mom was like, "If you would have damn told me, then I would have helped. I would have helped." She, her mom's crazy. Yeah, Raven's like, mother is the crazy. Raven motion episode. She's literally like doing the dances <laughs> with Raven. She's just as excited to meet them. That's right. our mom with Five Seconds Summer of the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, and then they start acting up, and she goes. My house. my house oh my god um that would be that was that such a strong episode be so because she's also like a teacher and and her 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 mom used to be a teacher too yeah and so it's like oh the episode very, where like, nurturing but then it's like switch up on them and you're like don't do this in my house the episode where raven's mom substituted and she was embarrassed yeah that's another thing i feel like raven was really embarrassed about her her parents and i'm like you're a fool raven she's crazy how are you gonna be embarrassed about your foolish parents you're when you are a fool yeah. i was never embarrassed from our mom or dad our dad would be screaming in the halls now see at I, football at football games and i was like that is him now see i was embarrassed by daddy because he was so crazy but it was because i was insecure about that part of me like i hid and that's probably the raven. craziest parts of me mm -hmm. and so when he was doing it i was like stop like showing the world who we are i kind of feel like but i was, I was like, i was just as loud as him so whenever he was it i was like yeah I, no but I there's your explanation like, for me daddy be quiet that was like, true not here yeah yeah we have a loud family we have a proud family we used to Honestly, we used to not be a proud family. No, we, we didn't. used to be there loud was, in our house and then not outside the house. There were there like there was a time period when I got older where I was like stop hollering in public. <laughs> but when I was younger, I was the, I was like, yes, that's why well, I'm this also, way. Also, mommy like like um she she's not as loud as daddy in public, but she will yell on the phone or like sometimes she'll talk louder than mother <laughs> mother has no vocal loud. awareness yeah, sometimes she have any vocal awareness but now i don't care like i don't care i don't all. care either like we i used to be like mommy you're, you're screaming it's only oh, about certain screaming. subjects and it's like, I'm like don't parents like don't give a fuck like they're like no what are you talking about it's like who cares but also but us? also mother is so it's, uh, she's such a goof because on the phone she'll be like she'll she'll, she'll if, this is her this is her saying like a number she'll go <clears throat> Nine zero one three eight nine four nine five six. Like she really hits really, the nine. She's really trying to get them to understand what she's saying. And then also, and loudly. and my friends know this about me. She shouts. She shouts at drive-throughs, and I shout at drive-throughs. Yeah, yeah. Amber will lean out the window. Like if I'm, I driving, will lean as far as I can to the mic. Yeah, like she'll lean over me and she'll be like, can I please get a four for four with a chicken sandwich? And I'm like, Amber, you're screaming in my face. Like they can hear you and I can hear you even louder the in way my ear. They always respond, they're like, yes. They're like, okay. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. 
So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So our like main topic of the day is like queerness in fandom stuff <laughs> because it's been like booming recently and there's like so many things that we're gonna talk about like so many different like pieces of media that we're gonna talk about but i kind of in order to like transition us into that i want to discuss this this phenomenon that i see with like male interviewers and fans so like fanboys and then like male like movie interviewers or tv interviewers or whatever music Mm -hmm. interviews any any type of like entertainment interviewer will like be so and then sometimes the actors sometimes the male actors will be so scandalized and like rude about fan fiction like literally they will be so it's like the rudest thing in the world and it's so like it's so like like christian christian purity culture Uh because it's like so your fans I've seen the fan art. Have you seen the fan art? Have you heard the fan fiction? If there's something called fan fiction, there's something dirty called fan fiction and it involves you two having sex. And it's like, they they say it as a leading question to be like, oh my God, we're so shocked. And like in the past, like male actors, I feel like have been really weird about it and rude and like, like dismissing those fans and like being like, those fans are crossing a boundary and those fans are weird. They're perverted. But I say all that to say like, Recently, people have been asking Michael Sheen and David Tennant about it. Mm-hmm. And like Michael Sheen literally loves fanfic. She's like, he's like so respectful about it. He's like, I think it's beautiful. Like he was on with Graham Norton, I think. I don't know. It might have been something else. I think it was Graham Norton. But he, but and he was like, what do you think about all this fanfiction? And he's like, well, I think it's beautiful because I think it means that these people care this much about a piece of media in order to like extend the universe and like they care about these characters so much and it's like in healthy versions of fandom it's just about it's about the characters Mm -hmm. that they look like the the actors that play them but like it's really about the characters and like normal fan fiction fans like are against like real people like shipping Mm -hmm. like the hardcore larry stuff and like Mm -hmm. and like because it ruins friendships it distances the people and i just can't just out people I just didn't think that I wrote like a little, I, I wrote this rant and it's like very short, but I need to say it. I just, I just love Michael Sheen for like not being like this. Men in fandom tend to be very scared by female sexuality. Like, yes, I understand that actors need boundaries about around fan fiction and they don't have to read it for their characters. Obviously they can stay out of it, but the way that like most actors and like fanboys discuss it as is as if all, i already said this all writers are like sexual deviants and then that's like kind of what we all think about sex in private it's like shameful we're taught to like be shameful about our sexual desires and everything and it's like fanboys think they're superior because they're not attracted to the to the to the leads like they're, they're like i love it for the art and i love it for spider-man and i love it for batman and i'm like 
I said this on the Spider-Man episode, but like it makes it more fun to be if you fucking like hot both. for Andrew Garfield. I'm like, I love this movie. For the art it's and for cool. the story, for I everything. I love how he swings around. I love the story. And I love and what it means on top of, of it. the mythology. And he's hot as fuck. Right. So like, it makes it way more enjoyable. Like, it, it just makes it more fun. Can like, I say I'm something? I'm just like, it's not, it doesn't make you superior because you don't fall weak at the knees for Chris Evans when you watch Captain America. Like, maybe you do a little bit and you're suppressing it a little bit. Yeah. You think about that? Look at his pecs. Yeah. Look at him and his ass. Okay. I want to say something about the fan fiction questions that the interviews are asking. Right. I, cause you're an interviewer. I don't even think you should ask a question framed so much about like, how do you feel about your fans shipping you sexually? So yeah. I, like, I don't even think you need, or like writing sex stories about right. like, that's like kind of like it, asking someone in an interview, how do you feel about this type of porn? <laughs> like that's not an interview question. <laughs> Unless you are doing an interview with Pornhub or something. But like you can't, no, you're right. You you can't just you're right. You you as an interview cannot just cross boundaries just because you have them sat in a chair no, and no. a notepad. Like I think that I think that the question where it's like, what do you think of the art that the fans are making? They take your story, they take the show and like have their own storylines. What do you think of that? Right. That's the question. But to be like, how do you feel about the fans making you fuck in their um <laughs> little stories? Why would you ask someone that? You can't, they don't no, read it because that would obviously. be some that's something kind of like inappropriate for them to do. Like, uh, may, like maybe they want to get off on like reading you know it, what? which is their I, business you know though. I, but I, I don't think that's an interview question. I would probably read it. If I mean, I was I, that's why I was like, I, I would like, probably read it. Right, but like, I wouldn't want to be asked about it in an interview. And if I was, oh, I would be so bitchy. Yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I would go Anne Hathaway. I'd be like, do you read it? I would go Anne you Hathaway. You know how she, you know how she has that compilation of like her responses, her snickety responses to stupid questions. Like she's like, yeah, she, I can't think it, of any. I, it, there was one about weight where he was asking what her diet was, and she was like, she's like, why are you asking so many questions about this? Are, are you trying to lose weight? What's going on, dude? Do you want to talk? Because he he would it was like three questions I after mean, another of like how did you fit into the suit what was your workout what was your diet all this stuff oh my god and she was like do you need tips like no it's stop asking me that it's literally like that you're you're so you're so right because it's like people produce porn okay and people consume porn yes that's something that people do that's something so, people do so like to say that like fans are weirder <laughs> for doing it is fucked up yeah it's like and all those fanboys like they probably watch like such actual depraved porn like they probably actually watch <laughs> depraved porn so it's like whoa, whoa so you you have a problem you're with mad me. at my imagination harming no one it, I, literally no actors were harmed in the making of this <laughs> So, nothing actually happened this is fake dude this is a, in my mind <laughs> click x <laughs> like you don't like, have to read it i think it's so weird and i love michael sheen for for the, the those snapback answers because he did the same thing when he was in twilight yeah and people and like because he's like a serious actor and i put that in quotes because it's like you know he is a serious actor but it's like oh people assume that because he's a serious actor 
he's above being in Twilight. So interviewers would ask leading questions like, isn't it silly that you're in this like silly little like fantasy movie? And Michael Sheen would deadpan be like, actually, I love sci-fi and fantasy. I think it's a, I think they're both amazing genres. I am so like honored to be in this series. Like my daughter loves it. And one of my favorite authors of all time was, is Neil Gaiman. And that's how we met Neil Gaiman. And that's how he got into Good Omens. So snaps for Michael Sheen and David Tennant who both like Michael are Sheen so is su like supportive of the fans everything you say about these two I'm like this is like really nice and I just wish that it was more common <laughs> like can 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 y'all get a grip and I also let me just talk about sorry fuck streaming services but I want to talk about Ted Lasso for a second because it's very um it's very cautionary tale like all of their storylines mm -hmm. but I think that any young boys mm growing up watching Ted Lasso will learn a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just all of, like, it's episode after episode, this man is working through this toxic masculinity mm -hmm. with his male friends all around. Like, I just right. think that it's like, if you watch that from a young, a developing age, yeah. you'll you'll learn some lessons. You'll model kids. more um, empathetic, sensitive yeah. behavior, like, as a person socialized, as a boy in the society, like, you just they did we just don't value like sensitivity in boys at yeah. all and i think i do think i haven't seen the last season of ted lasso and i was like kind of falling off of it a little bit and i know a lot of people say that it's too happy and like it's too like idyllic and stuff but it's but like we kind of deserve some happiness we kind of need some like just some, like some model of like like a utopia in a way toxic masculinity yeah non-toxic masculinity does exist and i think that is the reason why so many queer people love these characters that sob these male characters that like sob and are so emotional and like we love that they're they might be so emotional and so comfortable in their sexuality that they might kiss their best friend who's also a man like it i saw this okay I'm going to pull up this tweet that I sent Amber and I was so mad about it. Like it made me so, so, so mad. The tweet is unavailable because the person <coughs> deleted it, but it was basically like this person who, um, I, who was a lesbian and had like, and was like, it was like a TikTok. And oh, it was like, this tweet. Oh, she wants to come over. And then this is my room. And it was like, a wall full of like her fandom favorites and they were all like men they were all like kind of like queer head canon men like people like doctor who people like supernatural people like like i don't know what the actual characters were but it's like my i'm a lesbian and these are my favorite gay men uh, and it's like somebody reposted that and was like somebody tweeted it and was like not you being a lesbian and only having men on your wall. And then it was like so many people replying, like agreeing, like, yeah, I can't stand when lesbians do that. Like, are, is she really a lesbian? Like she might be not be a lesbian. And then somebody retweeted that and said, gay men can have collections of images of pop divas on their walls, but lesbians can't even say a man is handsome without people starting to doubt their sexuality. Yeah. Can y'all let up on the women? Let Just up. let, let like, up. Like, so, so, being basically being attracted to men is so like inherently natural to you that gay men can still love men and like still love women and you will not question their attraction to men in the same way that like you will question you will question women's attraction to women because 
you're just attracted to men. Everyone's attracted to men. How could you be attracted to women with bisexual men? It's like, obviously he's just gay because he, he, bi doesn't exist. He's just attracted to men. Right. Obviously. And then it's like bisexual women. Obviously she's just straight because she's not attracted to women. She's obviously attracted to men. It's like, get a grip. You don't know what's going on in anyone's head. Can you shut up and stop gatekeeping? Also, also we talked about this on the Dylan Adler episode where it's like, this is this is like how the the fandom is for One Direction. It's full yeah. of lesbians and yeah. like like trans and non-binary gay. people and like just queer people in general. It's like full, chock full of us. Yeah, and it's like why can't we have our pop divas that- and our favorite favorite men in the same way that gay men can have their favorite? They're like in love with Lady Gaga, but not sexually. Yeah, and One Direction makes beautiful love songs for lesbians. Yeah, okay. If you listen to if you sing any same One Direction song. And Justin Bieber, if you listen to or sing any One Direction song as a woman, it's going to sound like you're singing to a girl. And it's also- It really is very relatable. It's also like kind of like that. And it's also kind of like gender envy, which I feel like is sometimes what what the gay men are getting out of it too. Like I feel like a lot of Beyonce stands who are gay men would love to just- be rocking like her. People love to and, dress like and, One Direction. And, and, and people in the One Direction fandom, I feel like a lot of it was gender envy for them because they're kind of like soft boys. They're like they're like a version of masculinity that's not really the typical Louis's version that we face? see. Have you guys seen Louis' Yep, Louis beautiful. Louis Zay's is beautiful. beautiful. Niall's beautiful. Harry's beautiful. And, and Liam, Liam is- looks like a straight man. <laughs> <laughs> Liam looks like he takes care of himself as a straight man. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how he presents to me. He used to be. He used to be more twinkish, though. He got like his he perm. Did, they all. He looked, had his perm for a little bit. They all looked like twinks. I'm just gonna say it. They all looked like twinks. At a when point. I, the first time I saw them was on my Tumblr dashboard, and I kept seeing them, and I kept scrolling past them. I was like, oh, One Direction, One Direction, I'm oh, like, whatever. Zane. I kept scrolling past it so fast. The whole time, I thought they were a K-pop band. And I was like, One Direction sounds like a K-pop band. There's like, all of them have dark hair and pale skin and one is blonde. Like it's a K-pop band probably. Like, And then when I looked closer and you started talking to me about One Direction, I was like, why are you listening to One Direction? Like I thought it was a K-pop band. I had fallen down. This was back in 2012. That's why I was listening to One Direction. I'm just saying like back then it wasn't as popular in America. And so I was like, how did my little sister locate a K-pop band? Locate a K-pop band. And then she was like, (laughs) And she's like, we had a whole conversation that was like misunderstanding because I was like, there's ain't no way. And like, how did you find them? And you're like, oh, I just like on YouTube. And I'm like, okay. And this K-pop band? And you're like, Amanda, they're in England. I remember this. Well, that just plugged a memory. You, oh my God, you did. And I was Wait, like, I remember oh. being so confused back then too. But also I didn't even, I didn't even hear. The first time I heard what, what Makes Beautiful was from a cover. It was from a cover from Harrison Webb and someone. I would be remiss if I didn't say that um, Justin Bieber also looks like a lesbian. And I don't Justin say that Bieber does look like a lesbian. Him. No, like he's really pretty. Like everybody used to. Like everybody used to oh, be like, yeah, they, oh, he looks exactly like Ellen and he looks like a lesbian. And like, I thought he was a girl and blah, blah, blah. Justin Bieber has the most him, beautiful eyelashes. But all the things that people used to say to insult these boys, like they're gay, they're girly, like, they're not a real man, they're too sensitive. That's everything that made me attracted check, to them. check. Check, 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 check. check. And I imagine, I know lesbians that still love Justin Bieber and they're like confused why they're in love with him. Because he looks like, because he's like, gender's made up, Because he real pretty. Because he real real pretty. pretty. He He a real real pretty pretty boy. (laughs) 
this right here is my swag. They banned that song from seventh grade. Because it said swag and it was too black. I was about to say. They said, you girls need to stop saying pretty boy swag. Stop singing the nigger songs. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was about to say it's too niggardly. You can really easily find out what school we went to. It's an all-girls school in the South. We're from Memphis. We're from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Go run to Google. We've been in our uniforms on stage (laughs) so many many times. Literally, I, I, I I just feel like I wanted to talk about that double standard, not only as, like, queer women who love reading slash fan fiction for men mm-hmm. um i'm looking at but also like as as queer women who who like like to stand when i don't even like using that word because i don't stand them but like you, i will say it for the community like to stand men mm-hmm. that we find like gender fucky like like they don't fit into society's rules of like gender and like p- are performing a type of gender and sensitivity and like, like type of person that we don't really see. We did, we, we didn't really used to see in our normal lives. Like I'll say that I know more people like that now. Like I know like a lot of soft boys. I only like soft boys. I Me don't too. really like any boy else, but um, I, and, and I uh, can't think of I any mean, straight I'm talking men. About cis men. I'm talking about cis straight men that I talk if you're a, like usually I like soft boys if you're cis and a man um but any anyway anyways, anyways the media the gay me that leads us to the gay media that we've been watching so speaking of like fan fiction and like queer stuff and like being mad at men mm-hmm. there has been an increase of I would say pretty good queer representation in media, like representation of queer relationships in like fandom media. Queerness has become, has been becoming more prevalent in media, but, but like for fandom media and I feel like fandom shows, Mm -hmm. like fandom shows are different from other shows. There's been an increase of them recently and I feel like it just hasn't always been that way. So I want to talk about, we just both recently watched Red, White, and Royal Blue. So I kind of want to talk about it as an intro into this conversation in like the rise in queer media, including like Our Flag Means Death and Good Omens and stuff and why I have been traumatized by gay media in the past. But yeah. What did you think of the movie? I thought it was very um, cute. Whatever that man's name is, he's hot as hell. What is his name? Taylor. I think his name's Taylor. Taylor. Taylor is hot as hell. Um, he's got really Perez. pretty eyelashes. He's got a nice broad chest and back. He's hot as um, hell. He, he's he's hot incredibly as hell. hot. Hot as hell. Um, that, so that's number one. I also first want things first. Right. So that's right. And uh, the sex scenes were great. I. Just I like, this is this is this just proves how traumatized uh, I've been because I just like didn't expect them to be and I know that like you know they they can always be like you know more like I feel like maybe straight couples get a little bit more but I feel like it also was like I don't it know. was intimate okay was, the hand holding was really hot I was why well, was unloading the dishwasher because I needed to clean the house before my dear friend Emma came in town. and I had to freeze and turn this sink off yeah well I was like Amber stop moving around and look at the screen. Look at what's going on on the screen. And then I didn't move. But I thought it was cute. I thought 
like I I don't have another adjective. Like I think thought a lot of the interactions they had was like classic textbook Wattpad fan fiction cute premise. Right. It was like cute. Yeah, like I feel like it was like typical rom com, and also like a better rom com than I've seen. It, like it's a rom com that gave me what a rom com should give me, and I have not seen one of those that has come out recently that is good in a while. Like I think the movie is like you know whatever. It's I'm not talking about it as like a movie, like, right? Like like there's some scenes that, that could be cut just like storyline wise because you know, I was like a, this is slow. It's a cheesy rom com. Like yeah, you get. What you get I think it's great that they can be a cheesy mainstream rom-com with two male leads and it's gay as hell. And people are like, it's really gay. And it's also kind of, it's a, it's a little bit of a political statement because it's, it's, it's about America's president and the Royal family in the UK. So it's like the way they handle things, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the way they handle things is kind of like, wouldn't it be nice if that was how things were handled? Yeah, it's kind of a fantasy. Like, it's, it's really, a fantasy. It's really not realistic. No, it would never happen, like, unfortunately. Like, but I just think it it's a little bit it of a It was nice like, to see. It was nice to be able to watch that happen in a simulation. And that's what escapism. Yeah, I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a cheesy rom-com. Like, its job is not to get really into politics. And so to make them, like, perfect... I don't want like World War Three to be going on in the background of this rom com. That's what no, I, was, I don't. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it doesn't need to not be perfect. If if you know what I mean. No, it's like, I don't need to know Texas all the situations. Would, Texas is not turning blue right no. now. No, like it's just not. It's Wouldn't not happen. happening right now. Um, but it but it, it did was in the nice movie. to see. It did it. But it, I was so cute. I was rooting for them to get together from the very beginning. It was enemies to lovers, which like, is always a fun one. Enemies to friends to lovers, and it's the best trope. It's always it's a fun one. It, this movie, the only thing everyone's just misunderstood. Missing, the only thing I was missing was sharing a bed, like having to share a bed. I wish that there had been uh, a scene like that because there's a scene like that. In they got kind of stuck in a closet. Yeah, they got stuck. They got mashed together in the closet, but only for like a few minutes. And I loved that scene, but it only like I loved, scratched the surface. But you know that I love the about New Year's year. scene. Yeah, I do. To share a that's bed. a that's a fun one. I love it. That's a fun I think one. That's what birthed me loving sharing, the sharing a bed trope was that movie. That's a fun one. But like I want to New Year's. Wait, wait, wait. The scene in New Year's. I wanted to say. Oh, if you haven't seen this, like skip ahead. We'll I, like put a chapter in. Yeah, I legitimately was about to be like, I was going to say something and I forgot what I was going to say. And you want to know what the sentence was? I was going to emphasize once again that Taylor is incredibly hot. He's so hot. It's like, like kind of like crazy. It's actually like really insane to look at him. Like, I feel like I'm going crazy. I, this is this movie. I think someone's playing with their cat upstairs. Oh my God, that scared the shit out of me. Same. Um, there's this, uh, th- th- this movie just kind of turned me on. I'm not going to lie. No, what do you mean? Kind of? Yeah, that like, was me. That, that was, was me really point. downplaying I the sentence. Like that's the point. It's a hot movie. Like that was, it was hot. It, it was, was cute hot. and it was hot. It was a hot movie. Like I'm telling you, like it did what fan fiction is supposed to do. Like yeah. it literally did turn you on. It had me and sitting incredibly still, which is like a lot. They had so much chemistry. Like they had so much chemistry. I was rooting for them. Like yeah. this movie reinforced the fact that I am super, super bisexual because I fucking love bisexual men. Like, yeah. Like, like I, I thought it was so hot yeah. that he was kissing girls and guys in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I just really liked that. Yeah. That fact that it, it was bisexual representation. Like, like, what else can I say? She is, like, I love to see it on on screen. I just want to look at him. And he's hot as hell. He's and like I think so it's pretty. hot that he's bisexual. That's another thing. I, I, it's his eyelashes and his eyebrows. I mean, I'm attracted to gay men too, but it's like, also they don't like his me, incredibly so what, so broad that's what, that's what's sad chest and his also broad back. And he's like a, a large figure and he's also 
caring. His character is caring. Yeah. Now I feel like I'm going to sound old and I don't care about sounding old, but like, I feel like kids are going to be like, what? But I say all that to say that I could not imagine a movie like this coming out when I was in high school. Like I literally simply could not have fathomed it. That would not, what, what was the gayest movie out when we were in high school? I know that there were like more queer representations on like HBO and was it like adult things, but I'm talking about mainstream things that kids can watch. Was it Love Simon? I think maybe Love Simon. Like Love Simon blew me out of the water. That's good. Let's work backwards because okay. Love Simon. I was like shocked that that was happening. It yeah. was a mainstream queer, like gay teen movie that was coming out in theaters. I'm not gonna lie, I don't remember Love Simon very well. I loved that movie. And a lot of people, again, were like, it was fine. But I'm like, I don't look, remember it. it's not like- I only saw it once, I think. I don't care that it's like the best movie in the world. I do care that like, I love teen movies and I want a gay one. What I'll say about gay media is, <clears throat> I'm gonna talk about Degrassi, alert, alert. I did not like any of the gay couples on Degrassi because they would have one gay main character and then bring in a random gay person mm, you didn't, just to mm. give them a love interest. And I always hated the person they brought. I, I, mean, I don't even know if I always hated it. Let me, let, me talk, let me talk specifically. Marco and Dylan. Hate Dylan. Hate him. Hate him. Um, Zane and Riley. Don't like Riley. Zane, annoying. Really, really pretty. He's so hot. He's really pretty. Don't like them. Don't need to ever watch their episodes ever again. They annoy the shit out of me. Who else? Who else? Who's gay? Holly J's friend. Fiona. Fiona. I don't know about Fiona. You know, I, I, I have a soft spot for Fiona. Her partners didn't yes. like Charlie. Kind of liked Imogen when she had like a personality change. Like oh. I feel like they just completely started writing her differently in the end. So I kind of liked her at the end. Um, See, I've seen I've seen spurts. I've seen little flashes of Degrassi. My favorite gay couple on Degrassi was Paige and Alex, and Paige was like really a surprising bisexual. I feel like I didn't like Alex. You know, Alex is hot, and that might be my bias. But I liked it because because Paige was bisexual and she was like figuring that out. And then also, well, the, what did you think about the way they were friends? Like the way they were friends was it was kind of an enemies to lover thing. What did you think about how they like how how they portrayed them compared to the straight couples though? Oh, let me think. I think it was just very textbook. It was like very like it was like an ounce better than Glee. Like I feel like because I feel like it was just like they are the, they are the gay they're too, trying to do a gay storyline. Like, it was just that. Like and and by that I feel like a gay storyline is usually like a traumatic coming out story. Mm -hmm. The trauma around like everyone bullying you for being gay and like being afraid to come out because you're you're gay and and then like your first partner and it's always horrible because yeah. like either you can't come out or either you're closeted or your partner's closeted and and you hold hands and everyone throws shit at you and like it's just all like traumatic they were really traumatic it's just like all the gay storylines especially like degrassi especially in Glee, like even though it was created by a gay man I'm just thinking it's about just Marco like now. Traumatic. It is traumatic. It was traumatic for Marco it was traumatic for Riley it was traumatic for Zane it was traumatic for it was less traumatic for the lesbians 
and that's kind of off. And I know that's no, that's off because that doesn't. That's not. That's just not fair. Because um, that's just not fair. I think what, I, what's not fair to not like. I feel like they. I know that it was like really overly traumatic, but it was also the truth. They were they were trying to show like lessons on gay bashing, and I feel like they didn't really show how like insecure and bullied lesbians can be oh, like oh. they did not really show it mm -hmm. like i'm trying to think I mean, unless i'm forgetting like i'm trying to think fiona came out and she was embarrassed a little bit but i don't know i feel like there could have been more like well see here there was no insight and she just kind of came out here's the and thing. i think the same i and that's why i like Paige and alex because Paige was like my brother's gay i guess i'm half gay like it was like kind of like it was like an interesting figuring it out for her. I thought it was interesting to watch as a child. Lee and Degrassi and stuff showed really traumatizing depictions of being gay, mm -hmm. but I feel like those shows are soap operas. Like, yeah. like everything on that show everything was, traumatizing. was traumatizing. And so- That's like, why I'm like, the lesbians should have had like a real episode. A, an episode, yeah. Like, to show. Like more, cause they, they also like didn't really, they, did, they, they definitely focused on the gay guys more on Glee too. Like mm -hmm. Santana and Brittany, like they would focus on them every now and then, but they- they didn't get half like Kurt got like entire season one was him coming out. Yeah. And then like entire season two was like him having a crush on Blaine and yeah. like falling in love for the first time. Right. And like Brittany and Santana had, I would say half of that for, for each like yeah. coming out and then like, like getting their first partner. Yeah. Like it, it just wasn't like focused on, but that's not what I was going to say. So <laughs> that's what I said. Okay, I was the reason what why the say? reason why I gasped was because I remember I just I legitimately could not remember Fiona's storyline, and I just remembered her coming out. Her coming out storyline was that she wanted to date Adam, the first trans oh, character. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was traumatic for him because she literally goes, "I like that you're both," and he was like, "I'm just a guy. I'm gonna have to go." Yeah, I it's remember. Traumatized. Me. I remember that. I remember. <laughs> like that. it was horrible. That like, was traumatizing. All the all, all the way around. around. So that um, was some trauma. Like it's not like it helped me coming out. Obviously, like I didn't even realize I was gay <laughs> until after, like until after college. And so maybe, I can't maybe unfurl my eyebrow thinking about Fiona's entire storyline. Okay, she kissed her brother. <laughs> she was an alcoholic. Okay, she was in an abusive relationship. She was a lesbian. Continue. I just don't think that if I had, if I, if I think that if I had not seen those traumatizing storylines, I might not have been scared to be gay. Like it was just reinforcing. I get that. One hundred percent. Like if you can't, if you're gay, like that it's best to just happen. be an ally and not yes. actually yes. gay. In, in high school, when I was being gay yeah. on Tumblr, I was like, well, I'm probably bisexual, and so that just means that I, if I was, I just won't act on it because it's so hard to be gay in society. That's, that's what, literally what I actively thought. That's say I had the exact same thought, and so did Kiki Palmer. She said it on Raven's podcast. I was listening to it. She was like, "I heard that." Yeah, I was. I, I when she said that, I was like, "Me too, Kiki." I was mm -hmm. like, "You know what? It might not be worth it because I can, I pass. Can, yeah, I can pass, and I can fit in, and I can be this. But like, the less I started fitting in, obviously, mm -hmm. the queerer I became. Mm -hmm. I'll give Glee. Because it is tiring. A little bit of a pass because they are traumatizing shows all around. Like every single yeah. storyline on Glee was the most traumatizing thing I've ever seen. Like okay. I'll give those a pass. However, uh -huh. I am traumatized because of fandom shows, specifically like 
Merlin. I'm talking about super who lock minus who, because I don't know. Like I never thought anybody was really gay on Dr. Who. I'm only on season nine. I have not seen Jody's seasons. Don't tell me about anything gay yet. Um, My shoulders locked up, but, y'all. but super who lock minus who. So like supernatural, <laughs> which I didn't watch, but I saw the fandom being traumatized. Um, Merlin and, uh, and Sherlock, like, we were all queer baited so hard. And I know that, that people have been queer baited since Kirk and Spock. Okay. Kirk and Spock was the original queer baiting. Okay. I'm, I'm going to skip all the things in between because I am 27 years old. Can I ask a question first before you do this? Yes. When you say queer baiting, yeah. do you mean that you think that the writers were writing a lot of gay things intentionally and saying that they were straight? Or do you think they, they, that knew they, that the fans, they knew that the fans, Lo- like shipped the characters like it was af- it's you and most so of the they were putting baiting- in crazy lines intentionally no, no no most of the listen most of the queer <laughs> most queer baiting happens after there's already a huge rabid fan base after like maybe season one okay so then they start giving into fan service by making them have more gay moments right like touching each other more having more eye contact sobbing on each other's shoulders and like literally all the beats that would be in a romantic story like if you just switch one of their genders to female they would be in love textbook in any other story like Stephen bucky but they are straight the writers just make them straight why they just do it because they know the fans like it but they would never make them gay now i have a question and this isn't for you necessarily but it's something that i want to know why weren't there more gay relationships in teen wolf jeff Why were you, as a gay man, queer baiting your fandom, Jeff? Now I will defend Jeff, and defend I defend Jeff. Answer I'll say that, like, to me, because it's to, mainstream. To me, yeah, because because of because money. At that, yes, at, at that time in 2010, in the 2010s, I don't think the network would have let him. Like, he, he put he, in a gay, he put he in a did. gay character, and that was like kind of like the only thing he could do. And he also because he also did talk about. Sorry, Jeff. Sorry, Jeff. I this see, reinforces I, I'm so my sorry, thing Jeff. earlier about fandom shows. There's no gay people in fandom shows. There's gay people in mellodramas mm-hmm. and soap having operas. Tra- because also, trauma. but because also, because, but word. now this is, no, this is, listen, now listen, because Jeff in interviews was saying that there was no homophobia in his, in his, in the teen, in the Teen Wolf society. There doesn't need to be homophobia to not allow somebody to have gay characters though, because they're like, it won't sell. Because it has no, not I been know, proven to but sell. No, my point is, my point is like, oh, oh, it's like, it's it. like y- you, you did this and then you also just kind of really didn't have any representation. I just really think, I don't know if he fought for more or what, right? but because we can't know. He's a human being and he might, but, he might've been using the, the Teen Wolf relationships as his own sense of release, like his own, his own way. I mean, black people will have written, like sometimes like you'll see a black person has written a movie and there's like a lot of white people in it from like the early 2000s. Mm. And that's because that's what the studios would cast yeah. and they would let them have one side black character. And you're like, why does this black character sound so authentic? It's because a black person wrote it. So queer baiting. So like, that's a weird epitome that I just had is that I'm sure many people have talked about this, but I haven't really put that much thought into it is that, it made me think about it because the L word, because like you, the only representation of a trans person on the L word is the most traumatic thing in the world. And it kind of like is the same thing in the, in like in the, the straight world. Yeah. Like 
straight people ha- can have trauma, but it's not so cr- it's not so traumatic because there's multiple different straight storylines. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like in the L word, there's like multiple different white lesbian storylines, and so like the black lesbian has a has like extra trauma, and like the the trans person has extra trauma, and it's like this is the only representation we can have because it's a soap yeah, opera, right? And so fandom stuff because it's like mostly mainstream and has huge fandoms they're like we don't want to upset the fan base we can't make anything gay we can't make anything black like we have to stick to what the fans like and marvel and like disney can't make steven bucky gay and merlin can't have merlin and arthur kiss even though they were so fucking in love it's like so crazy so supernatural can't hey. whatever i don't know the ships in supernatural but like john locke was in love steve bucky was in love murder was in love and i was so traumatized that by the time i watched our flag means death and then also good omens i was convinced they were queer baiting me until the end. I was like, this is so explicitly gay. These bitches are about to queer bait me. I'm going to get to the finale and they're not going to kiss. And I will say unpopular opinion. I've been seeing people being like, I didn't need them to kiss to know that they were in love. You don't have to kiss to know that they're in love. Bitch. I need to see it. <laughs> Bitch. I need to see the men kiss. It's good telling. I need to see those men kiss. Okay. I need to see it. Give it to me. I have a question. That's my Ted talk. Did Cora and Asami, is that her name? Yeah, kiss at they the did end? not kiss. Right, okay, that's what I thought. They I held like, hands. They held hands and walked into the sunset. That was, that's, that was really weird to me. I will also defend Brike. Okay. Because I will say that at in 2014, again, it was really difficult to get explicit queer representation in kids that's media. so annoying again with Heartstopper and red white and blue and love simon this is why it's so important because and love it's victor so, it's so important it's so difficult to get it in fandom stuff like i still haven't seen um, a gay kiss in marvel i know there might be one in the eternals i think i've heard but i haven't why seen is it. harry styles in the eternals can somebody get him and sit him down somewhere I, d- I haven't seen it so maybe there's a gay kiss let me know but, i haven't seen it either but it's like it's so hard to get it. It's so much hard to get into fandom stuff and mainstream stuff and kids stuff than it is to get into soap operas because soap operas are tragedies and we know that gay people are tragic. One day at That's a time that move, I mean that TV show with the Latina family, mm-hmm. I think they're Puerto Rican. The daughter's gay. And I think it's a pretty wholesome storyline. That's pretty cool. See, it's just coming back, you know? I mean, not coming back. It's, like, rising. I, I just would like it to, to be more. Like, I, I liked the fact that Red, White, and Royal Blue exists. And it doesn't seem... It did, I said this to Amanda after I watched it. I was like, it doesn't seem like a token gay film. Like, it seems like a storyline. Uh, mm-hmm. A real storyline of, like, a, just a movie, and the main characters are gay. It's joyful. And also, they reminded me of Crowley and Aziraphale. Sorry. Sorry. I want to say once more, Taylor is incredibly hot. He's so hot. And I, and again, once more, I always love the, like, dark brooding one. He's not even that dark and brooding. He's really not he dark brooding. He's dark hair. pretty golden retriever energy. Yeah. He's incredibly attractive. I just love Our Flag Means Death and Good Omens because it's my favorite genre. Like, I love fantasy like fantasy is my favorite genre and i know that our flag means death isn't a fantasy but like for some reason i'm like it's pirates so like it's low-key fantasy and it's, it's like, really gay and what we do in the shadows yeah and what we do in the shadows that's another that's like another one that I mean, it's a taika <gasps> it's a taika universe and 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 good omens because it's like it's some it's not like questioned it's not something that's like oh we have to come out or like oh like and of course like steed is grappling with that and like Aziraphale is kind of grappling with it in the same meta and metaphorically because he's so Christian like he's so like 
abide by the books and it's not about being gay, but it is like kind of a metaphor for being gay. Um, gay representation in the Fosters. Oh, is there? The mamas are gay. You don't know anything about the Fosters? No. They're raised by two lesbian women. One's a cop. Um, <laughs> Did you have anything to say about it? I was just like, listing another representation. Um, the Fosters has gay mothers, and so that's good because then the youngest foster child, Jude, he's like a little baby. I do feel and like he's that's kind like of, a melodrama again, though. I know. There's a lot of trauma in there, but what I'm going to say, though. It's more for kids, I guess. It's, there, it's like a lot of trauma, but all of the gay storylines are met with a lot of like, it's possible to come out and have people who love you whether it's chosen family or like well i guess that's also like schitt's creek i i was thinking about more schitt's like creek is good Sh like schitt's creek verges on like because it has a huge fandom but it's not it's like what you would typically think is like a type of fandom show but it does have a huge fandom in the same way that like new girl does and yeah. like the office oh yeah schitt's creek stuff. is kind of like a gay new girl a little bit but it's but i really it, like the pansexual um storyline i just like the this like trend of like it's it's like it's not something weird. Like we don't have to address it in something that's a weird thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's something that we can talk about because being queer is being different than being straight. Yeah. And we all knew that he was gay, you who, know, who? like David, oh, David. like, and but I like David. the way that he came out, you know, like and talk, talk about being pansexual. Like it's just stuff that you don't know. It's like the Ted Lasso thing is like, Ew, if you don't David. know about it, then like you can know about it through media. Obviously representation matters. Also, Amanda and I bicker like David and Alexis. We do. I'm David. Ew, David, stop. stop. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do it. David, 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 look, stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> He's so funny. Oh my God. No, but like, literally, I'm just like so happy about this, the, the rise in queer representation. And we should have probably recorded this after we saw Bottoms. But oh, we haven't we seen, haven't bottoms, seen yet. bottoms yet, and I'm really excited to see. I'm really it. excited to see I'm that. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for that it. one. I heard it's lovely, and then and and also because because all the stuff that we've listed, most of the stuff, like obviously the Fosters isn't, but like I have not seen very much like queer women, women loving women, like lesbian stuff that I relate to. You know what no. I mean? Like like I have hint like hints of it on the no. L word generation Q, but it's not. It's but not, that's why I kind of do like relate not, to the like page so thing. much, so many white people, and I just like oh, 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 you mean that way? Yeah, no, but she's I white feel as hell. like if I go, but like Shiva Baby, Emma Seligman's first movie, like I was like, oh, this is bisexual chaos if I've ever seen. Bull type. I haven't seen that. There's a gay storyline, but oh, did you the, relate to it? Oh, I'm thinking. Um, not really. Amber, you are so crazy. like I'm just like listing gay storylines. Bull type. <laughs> Uh, um, why did Ashton Aaron start a live video while we're recording a podcast? Sorry. I just love it because <laughs> I feel like with good, uh, with good omens and, and, um, <laughs> our five means death specifically, it's like the beauty of being a misfit. And like these, they're these outsider safe havens, like Crowley and Azir fail being with themselves and like our five means death being on the pirate ship. Like it's safe havens for people that are different and that's what queerness is. So yeah. That's what that's what I just thought about. So, but I'm, I'm excited to see bottoms because I think that I will um, relate because it's because it's because like they are yeah, yeah they are chaotic. Yeah. So and so we this episode will be released after the fact, but tonight is our um, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen screening. We're very excited for it because life is a work of art. 
You got to paint it colorful. You can make it anything you want. Don't have to stick to any rules. And you don't need a high IQ to succeed in what you do. You just got to have no doubt. Bitch. Just, just believe, believe in, in yourself. yourself. Um, and that's a word. That's a word. word. That's a word, Miss Lindsay, Miss Lola. Miss Lindsay, Miss Lilo, Miss Lilo, Miss Miss Lilo, Miss Lola. And okay, okay, um, as usual, keep it chaotic. Go Miley, go Miley, we love you. Go Miley, you so cute. We love you. Go Miley. That's it. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.